We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. This is Greg Olson, and I'm thrilled to introduce my new podcast, TE1. TE1 will chronicle a 60-year evolution of the tight end position, from its origins as an obscure, overlooked blocking role to the versatile superstar position that it is today. I'll explore the evolution of the position through conversations with some of the all-time game-changing tight ends. And just like the incredible tight ends we sit down with on my new show, the Chevy Silverado is in a league of its own. This truck is all about grit, strength, and dependability. The same attributes it takes to be a tight end. Blue Wire. NBA Most Valuable Player, Giannis Antetokounmpo. Giannis trailing the lob. Giannis Antetokounmpo. One second. Middleton. Hello and welcome to the Eurostep, a Milwaukee Bucks podcast, proudly a part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network. Today's episode brought to you by DoorDash, NFL Sunday Ticket.tv, and BetOnline.ag. The offseason for the Bucks just started after their untimely exit from the playoffs at the hands of the Miami Heat, who have not even begun them. They don't even know who their opponent's going to be. But we already have some Bucks reports and news to talk about by we, of course, I mean myself, Ty Windish, and my tremendously sound co-host, Rohan Kadi. You're very sound, Rohan. How's it going? You know what? I'll take that. I'm doing well. Thank you for asking. It's I'm doing as well as I can right now. Yeah, considering uh, the last thing you said to me before we, we started recording and our first topic of the day is going to be a report from Shams Charania on... Buck's current and maybe for a while still going to be current head coach Mike Budenholzer. The last thing you said was, do we really have to do this? Do we really have to talk about this? It seems like we do. So Sham's reporting on the Bucks at large, a whole lot of stuff in here, including some Eric Bledsoe stuff. 
but here is the paragraph that is giving Bucks fans particular amounts of heartburn. Quote, as for coach Mike Budenholzer, he is safe, according to sources. That sentence alone kind of does it. Uh, this much is certain, though, across the Bucks leadership group, there's an understanding everyone must learn from this season and be better. They need to continue building a winning mentality, stocking the roster with key decision makers. Very interesting terminology for the second part of our podcast there. But so that that news broke. And I think I had kind of sort of cautioned that this could happen. I don't, I don't think you wanted to hear it at the time. It looks like we might be here. How, how do you feel? Where are you at? I'm not feeling that great after that report, considering after our last two pods that I've essentially come to terms with that I do not want Mike Budenholzer returning as the coach of the Milwaukee Bucks, that I've I've firmly uh, stated my belief in that. So this report was not really all that happy for me. Like I didn't I didn't feel good hearing it, considering that I do believe that a lot of maybe not all of it it's more of an organizational problem but a lot of the issues that plagued Milwaukee in this Miami series was at the hands of Mike Budenholzer so you know I'm not I'm not feeling that great after hearing that report yeah I'm not either um I still think the right move would be to move on especially something I've heard very quietly in recent days is that potentially one of the reasons Ty Lue has not finalized with Philadelphia yet is partially attributed to the Clippers playoff run, partially attributed to maybe taking a glance over at Milwaukee and seeing what's happening. That's something that I've heard very faint rumblings of. Ooh, um, I mentioned I know. on the last pod. I'm not, I guess I'm not just saying things. Oh yeah. It's, I, I can, I can very, I almost said scantily, but that's not the word. I'm not, I'm not scantily anything right now, but I can, I can faintly, <laughs> suggest that that you might have been onto something there um also heard some bucks things so i from what i've when i've been told what i've heard and what i've read a combination of things i don't think right now they're looking to replace bud i think the thought is and this is stuff we've all we've talked about and acknowledged but the bucks lose their home court advantage that would have been big throughout the playoffs obviously the bubble impacted teams in strange and mysterious ways Uh, a lot of extenuating circumstances Bud has done so much good in the regular season all these things I don't know I feel like we've pretty much categorically excuse me gone through all of those things and kind of dismissed them as being less important than the obvious playoff shortcomings that I don't think are solely or even mostly because of the strange situation the Bucks found themselves in I just think that's the way he coaches. And if you want more evidence, go watch the 2019 Easter Conference Finals. We did, and we broke it down and binged the Bucks Every but time. It, it has always to come comes up. back. It's it's our ghost. And maybe the next time, we'll do another binge the Bucks someday. The next one will only be oh, 10 episodes long. But uh, it'll be oh, equally God. distressing. Not oh, for years. Not for years, Rohan. Not for many, many years. But, yeah, I don't know. That That's what I'm feeling out. That's what I've been told. I, I, I don't think... I don't think 100% he comes back is, is what I'm... I, th- I think everyone's a little bit on the hot seat. I think a lot of things are going to be considered. So, like, but I if, do a, think, if a Ty Lu candidate comes around, you're like, oh. You I know. don't know. I don't even know if it's that. I think it's almost going to be... I, I, I don't know what it would take at this point. It might take Giannis, and this is something a lot of people have speculated. 
Giannis should weigh in and say something. It's That would be out of character for him, but I think so was all the times that he basically kind of slightly nudged Bud under the bus at some of these press conferences. I mean, when he said, the coach determines my minutes and the coach decides defense and all this, I, th- I think that was a little uncharacteristic of Giannis too. So I don't know. That's I think that dynamic is really interesting. But from what I can tell right now, I mean, I don't think anyone needed me to say it, but Sham's certainly correct in that it does not seem like there is an immediate push to replace Mike Budenholzer. That's just, it's just disappointing to hear a little bit, you know? Yeah. Honestly, that's the, that's the word that just comes back to me every time I see these sort of things. It's just, it's just disappointing because what are we just going to do this year after year? For at least for two years, because I'm pretty sure he signed like what a four year contract. Yeah, I do believe so. So, I guess next year, are we going to do this again? Because uh, it might be the same result again for for Mike Budenholzer. It's been the last like what seven years that he's been doing this. So yeah, yeah. What's is. what's one more? You know, uh, or well, two? I mean, it, looking at the way Honest's contract shakes out, one more could be exceptionally pricey for the Bucks. Oh, yeah, no, that was completely facetious. <laughs> no, I know, I know it was. I know it was, Rohan. Um, you're, you're, you're sassy Rohan at it again. Um, I agree that it's disappointing. I stand by, you know, what I've said on here, on Twitter, everywhere else, where it's like, you know, how, and, and I, I will say, a lot of Bucks fans echoed this, a lot of Bucks fans. And all I did today was I saw the athletic thing come out, and it was in the, the headline of the tweet, or it was in the body of the tweet. Tweets don't have headlines. I promise I'm not I'm not that washed yet. But and I just quote tweeted and just said, Welp. And I got a fair <laughs> number of responses of things akin to they're gonna call us frauds and what are we gonna say? And, and it sounds silly to be worried about, you know, what what memes come out during the regular season. And I think to an extent maybe it is silly. But I think what's not silly, it's not the fact that people will say it. It's the fact that deep down, I think it's really hard to shake the, the not even just feeling, but just like, it's going to feel true, right? Like, we're, no, I think everyone's going to believe we've seen it. This, we've seen this for two years now. We really have. It's just you get the regular season success and then you just falter out during the playoffs. Uh, last year, you know, is the first real run, but it happened again. So now it's a pattern. <laughs> if it ha- yeah. if it if it starts to if it starts to look like the same thing is happening next year, it's it's honestly the people saying that they're they're probably going to end up being right because they I mean, were yeah, this they year. Were, yeah, I was going to say they were right this year exactly, and I just think, I mean, listen, if he comes back, if if Mike Budenholzer is the coach again, am I going to swear off the Bucks forever and not watch? No, am I going to? No. Because we're going to see Euro step. Exactly. I was going to just, are we going to be here every pod just screaming profanity about Bud every single pod? No, probably only like one in three or four pods will do that. But I think we'll certainly, it'll be hard to enjoy the regular season as much. I, I think absolutely. Unless we get, you know, suckered in again. I think this is how I talk about Eric Bledsoe too. And I think this is a good segue because we got to get to the Bledsoe part of Shams's report. But um, it's like, you know, he'll trick me into trusting him again and then probably break my heart again. But we, we will definitely need to see just some going, very, ba- very going back things. to that toxic ex, you know, exactly, exactly that, exactly that. All your friends are like, I'm so glad you broke up with coach bud. And you're like, actually I'm going we over got there. A, we later. had a lot of regular season success. You know, it might translate to the playoffs. They're he like, DM'd don't do me. it. He They're DM'd like, don't me. Do it. 
on Snapchat. We have a lease together for two more years. I don't want to break it. It would just be a headache. Uh, times are tough. I'm moving back in. That's that's the vibe. Um, and that's that's where we're at. So we're just going to embrace the tox. I almost said toxicity. That's a Pokemon. The toxicity. Um, we're going to listen to a bunch of future, even though we're probably on the wrong side of it. Um, and that's where we're at. That's where we're at. That's where I'm at. But no, yeah, we'll, we'll so go and bear it. We'll, we'll look for... We'll look for the same signs we look for this year. I really hope we see them a lot more. But I think, unless you have anything else to add on, Bud, the other reports that we've gotten so far about the Bucks are a bit more positive. But do you have any last Bud stuff? Uh, hopefully, hopefully we don't have to see any more Bud faces. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. I mean, again, if we see but, him back, You know what Bud Lord. face I do want to see? <laughs> is Mine. yours that was yeah. glorious i don't know if I, we <laughs> talked about this at a pot but that was uh, glorious yeah. I, I think we were busy last pot thank you i i wasn't disgusted enough i was being coached i couldn't you i was look, just laughing you too a little, hard. yeah you looked like you were smiling a bit too much i but was it, it was I, fun it was appreciated <laughs> yeah well i wasn't i couldn't back down but um i don't know I, we better see like some switching and some zone defenses and not just drop every single game and we better see a lot more coherent offense, but what might help with coherent offense, this is something we did talk about last pod, but Mark Stein, the night of the Bucks loss. Yeah, it's just was it was that only two days ago? Oh it my was. goodness. What a <laughs> 2020 is nuts. But Mark Stein tweets, There are rival teams that believe Milwaukee will explore trading for Chris Paul. Complicated as that would be financially. We'll get into that in one second. If Oklahoma City indeed makes CP3 available via trade. One more thing to track as the Bucks enter perhaps the most crucial offseason in team history. Dot, dot, dot. Mark Stein has to be one of the top NBA tweeters to use the ellipsis. Some would say overused. Who knows? But this I was think it's, kind of... People have said it's overused to the point that it's underused now. What? I don't know if that's a thing, but I just made it one. <laughs> oh, that's, that's a real internet saying right there. Um, but... <laughs> So to follow on Mark Stein's report, and this isn't necessarily directly linked, but I think they're they're worth mentioning together. Um, this is the paragraph before the depressing Bud one from Shams's uh, article. Quote: Rival executives expect the Bucks to prioritize acquiring a playmaker and more shooting in the offseason to retool the roster around Atetokounmpo. Bucks guard Eric Bledsoe is under contract for multiple seasons and has had another standout season by earning all defensive team honors, but he is expected to become a potential trade candidate, sources tell The Athletic. So any Chris Paul trade, pretty much... You know that report's coming from the buck side. (laughs) Well, he said rival exec. It might be coming from the clutch side. Yeah, maybe. It might be coming from the clutch side. Actually, to the standout season, trying to boost the trade value a little bit. Rich Paul feels one more contract. In Eric and Bledsoe. you know what? That's a, this is this is good. Like Rich Paul, by the way, incredible agent, best in the business. So is he I out of it now? Did he get promoted? Out? I don't think he reps players directly anymore. Does he not? Oh yeah, he like I, he owns. Got, he he's the president of a different company now. That also he oh they acquired yeah, like with they clutch. Merged, they're like they yeah. do more than just players. Was now? it C- I, yeah? It was like entertainment too. Shout out Rich Paul, man. Incredible, it's absolute. Like his story is inspiring. And if you think he just rode LeBron's coattails, nah, don't, don't or, even say it. Don't or even if say Mav it. Carter did, or any of these guys. No, these guys are these guys are tremendous. And uh, I'm not just carrying water for them as a favor for them boosting Eric Bledsoe's trade value. Um, actually, though, just no, terrific. they're actually incredible human beings. 
Yeah, and agents and businessmen and and ruthless as well. Definitely ruthless, but um, I don't want to be here um, is what I will say when I see Bud on the sidelines again. No, maybe a little bit. Um, But so, yeah, um, first I want to talk about just in a vacuum before we get to CP3. um, Eric Bledsoe's trade value. So this is something I find interesting and probably more nuanced than people think just because the bad playoffs are on everyone's minds. I mean, you made fun of Shams for pointing out his nice season. Fair. But also, I mean, legitimately, literally an all-defensive guy on the second team, a good point guard. I think he probably doesn't raise your ceiling a ton. Like, I don't think you're going to be a great team. I mean, well, the Bucks were a great team, but when they got to the postseason, Bledsoe was not helping with that. I do think he's a floor raiser. I do think there are some teams who... And I, I'll give examples after I let you talk. I think there's some teams who just want to be kind of respectable. Like, they just they don't want to be awful. I, I think especially oh, I'm in glad these... we're thinking around the same lines here. For okay, I'm glad. Okay. You know what? Let, let, you just go. You just, like, you go right now. Okay, so it's just Eric Bledsoe, he kind of fits the mold of, if we're talking traits, right? He yeah. kind of fits the mold of, like, um, I don't have anything specific for Eric Bledsoe right now uh, in terms of just this. But if you want to go to, like, a Kings team, if you want to go to like a, a Wizards team, maybe not the Wizards, but just no, like any guards, but yeah. yeah, just any team that feels like they should be better than they are, he will make them like a eighth seed, you know? Yeah, and I think like if Kobe White wasn't in Chicago, I think that would be perfect. Like, like I'm just looking around Ooh, now, like, like that. who needs a defensive minded point guard who doesn't always need to have the ball, like. I know, like, Phoenix now has Rubio. Again, if Phoenix didn't... Oh, I guess, actually, that doesn't work for a couple. I always forget. I always forget about the uh, the drama with Eric Bledsoe and the Phoenix Suns. So that doesn't work. Yeah, but, I, doubt the, I doubt the Phoenix Suns would want Eric Bledsoe. I doubt no, Eric Bledsoe I, would want the Suns, too. Yeah, also that. So, but I do, I do think there are teams that, you know, would look at Eric Bledsoe and not need, like, a ton of motivation to take on Eric Bledsoe. And the Knicks, the Knicks is actually, so I have, so the second part of this pod is we keep teasing. I have some CP three trades drawn up and what's fun about these is it's not just bucks and thunder. Um, no, I, I actually, three teamers. I, three teamers and I actually won four teamer. And usually oh, I think these are, boy. these are ridiculous. Usually they are, but in this case it actually makes a lot of sense because like, it seems to me, and I, I don't even think if I have to couch it like that, like the thunder want to rebuild the thunder had their fun. They contended, Danilo Gallinari is a free agent. Chris Paul just gets more expensive from here. Steven Adams looks kind of banged up and it might be washed. They have a billion draft picks. They want to grab some more draft picks. And, they already and let go of Billy money. Donovan or chose not to exactly. renew a that, contract with Billy Donovan. The big, that was the big piece of evidence. And actually, it seems like he walked away yeah, from he them. Yeah, because I think who reported that he, uh, I can't remember who reported that the Thunder offered him a contract and he didn't sign it. Yeah, and uh, strangely, just a, well, not strangely, but just a two-year one. So he wouldn't have been saddled to a rebuild for a long time. But I think he wants some, probably some more guaranteed money. Um, but yeah, I think some very interesting Thunder possibilities. I don't think they want to take on a lot of long-term money. So like Bledsoe and some other guys, who especially one guy who the Bucks would have to include, are owed money after next season. But this is where I think you can work the multiple teams in. So I'll, I'll get to these in one second. 
Um, just as you listeners are counting on me to finally get to these damn trades that I've been talking about the whole show, you have counted on restaurants, and now they are counting on us. And while their dining rooms may be closed, they're still open for delivery with DoorDash. DoorDash is the app that brings you the food you're craving right to your door. Ordering is easy. All you have to do is open the DoorDash app, choose what you want to eat, and your food will be left safely outside your door with the new contactless delivery drop-off setting. Choose from your favorite national restaurants like Chipotle, Wendy's, and the Cheesecake Factory. Many of your favorite local spots are still open for delivery too. Just open that DoorDash app, select your favorite local restaurant, and your food will be on the way. Right now, our listeners can get 5 bucks off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when they download the DoorDash app and enter promo code BLUEWIRE. That's $5 off and zero delivery fees on the first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter promo code BLUEWIRE. Don't forget, that's code BLUEWIRE for $5 off your first order with DoorDash. And tonight, as we record, last night as you listened, the NFL is officially back, which means Sunday, Sunday, Sundays are coming back and are actually here in the NFL. With NFLSundayTicket.tv, you can stream every live out-of-market NFL game every Sunday afternoon on all your favorite devices. Plus, Red Zone and DirecTV Fantasy Zone channels mean you will never miss your favorite teams and favorite players. No matter where you live, NFLSundayTicket.tv is your key to the most glorious Sundays ever. Now is a great time to take advantage of this offer because, like I said, football is not coming back. Football is back. So use promo code BLUEWIRE at checkout and get 15% off your subscription. Visit NFLSundayTicket.tv and use promo code BLUEWIRE. Okay, ad reads, still fun. So um, the basic trade for CB3 would not take us a lot of time to cover. It is CB3 to the Bucks. Uh, Eric Bledsoe, Ursan Ilyasova, George Hill, and some picks, most likely, to the Thunder. Like, it's very uh, simple. That's Oh, you have another one? Okay, what are you looking at? Well, are you, you mentioning Robin Lopez? No, I don't know if you have to include, really, picks. I think you do. I, I think CB3 has value. Um, and I think, so, oh, actually, Honestly, one thing I wanted okay, to Before up. I even say that, just bravo, Sam Presti. Just, you yeah. get assets to get Chris Paul, and then you're getting assets <laughs> Just, I, I think I think they'll get masterful. something. Masterful, it is masterful. I think they'll get something, and I'm actually I'm a little worried Philly might get involved here. Um, Philly has a lot more picks to trade than the Bucks do. Philly also can attach Matisse Tybel, which I think they might like Tybel nah, and Horford. You, you I think, think Philly's might. front office is capable of pulling this off? I, do I think Philly's front office will trade future assets for an old superstar who's overpaid, Rohan? You know really? what? That's fair. Yeah, I think they absolutely will. I'm worried they might overpay. I actually think the Bucks should probably strike while the iron's hot and get in on this thing. But I think you could also you could take out George Hill and I think add in Robin Lopez and Robin DJ Lopez Wilson. Robin Lopez has a player option, doesn't he? Yeah, I think he's opting in. Personally, uh, we'll see. We'll see what he does. I, I think he would opt in. We'll see. Um, but yeah, so there, there's some options there. But I just think like George Hill has another partially guaranteed year after this year. Eric Bledsoe has a couple of years left. So I went and got a little funky with this thing, Rohan. So okay. How many trades do you have? Let me ask. Uh, I have, I think, I think I have three. I think I have three. Okay. I, I have two, so you go first. Okay. Uh, I'll open with the least fun one. So actually, actually, no, I'll open with a different one because I have to do some calcs to make sure that one works. So... Here's my first fun one. And this is actually, I think you brought up this team already. The Bucks get Chris Paul. 
the Thunder get Ersan Ilyasova, George Hill, Wayne Ellington, and Alfred Payton, and the Knicks get Eric Bledsoe. So okay. why did the why did the Thunder do this? Because by next season, this is this all these trades have to take place the next league year. So the, the everyone's contract is a year closer to being expired, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. So Wayne Ellington and Alfred Payton are both due eight million dollars, which is slightly less than Bledsoe's sixteen point eight million. Obviously combined they're sixteen million, so they save a little bit of money that year. And both of them are expiring. So the Thunder essentially trade off all the, and I know it decreases, but they get rid of like a substantial amount of money down the line. They would owe Bledsoe and really just take like two guys. I mean, you can play them. They're not terrible players. They're fine. They're not difference makers, but they're like vets to have around. They could probably dump one at the deadline. Like Wayne Ellington is always a guy somebody wants to trade a late first for. So I think they, they could, you know, make he's, another move he's for the these new guys. Jeff Green. He is. I don't know if he's any good, but I think they probably Jeff Green's get actually pretty good now. Yeah, right now. It's very specific moments of time. I've where always Jeff believed in Jeff Green. I don't know why I'm talking about this. Continue. You're an optimist. You're an optimist. I also included um, uh, a couple picks going to the Thunder. Um, an extra second from the Knicks, just because like they get an all-defense point guard and they give up scraps. So I was like, they can throw in a second. And uh, the uh, f- next year's first, probably with some protections from the Bucks to OKC, and the 2022 Indy second rounder to OKC. So the Bucks give up uh, this, the three guys I mentioned earlier, Bledsoe, Ursan, and George Hill, and also two picks, one first and one second. The Knicks get Bledsoe, and the Thunder basically get mostly expired contracts and three more picks to add to their big pile of picks. Okay. I'm, I like it. Honestly, that does make a lot of sense. Just Eric Bledsoe on the Knicks just sounds like a match made in heaven. Because he they <laughs> desperately need a point guard, just any capable point guard. Yeah. And like Eric Bledsoe's a capable point guard. He so, is. Like he is like he'll he'll get RJ Barrett and Mitchell Robinson involved. He'll play they need defense too. They're a really bad defensive team. And listen, no playoffs to worry about. Yeah. Just a fun There's regular no season team. Yeah. yeah, you can't collapse if you're not there in the first place. Exactly. Galaxy brain. Like this this is a win 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 trade. And you know what? I I didn't even think. I just said the Knicks off the top of my head, but honestly, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So I think from this deal, so Chris Paul is owed like forty million dollars the next two years. It's a little higher every year. So the the Thunder go from having to pay Chris Paul in twenty twenty one twenty two. Uh, 40-some million dollars to only owing part of George Hill's contract that year. And again, I think they could probably move. That's actually one of my other trades. I think it'd be very easy for them to move George Hill too. So maybe it doesn't even cost the picks that I have them have going there right now. Honestly, they get off a ton of guaranteed money here. Yeah. Anytime you're trading Chris Paul, you get out of a ton of guaranteed money. Um, yeah, but somehow they, they manage. They, it, like yeah, you said, no, Sam this Presti. One, this one is amazing. Sam Presti getting this many picks for taking at basically he got a great year of Chris Paul and he's going to pull in like a ton of picks to do it. It's phenomenal stuff. (laughs) Just, I'll never get just, he turned Serge Ibaka into Paul George. Like, (laughs) yeah. And then look at all the stuff he turned Paul George into. They're going to get somebody else. Like they're aggressive. They're going to get another Paul George. They turned a freaking Serge Ibaka, expiring Serge Ibaka, oh, the magic. Uh, into Shea and all the picks. 
The Magic should have been banned from the league. That was the worst trade. And I hated it at the time. And I still hate it. Um, you know what's regardless. funny? Just a quick little tidbit. I think no, yeah. Serge Ibaka bought a house during his time in Orlando. What? Like, why? There's no way he thought he was going to stay there. I think he did. Did They, they, they didn't. I, he left, though. They didn't offer him a deal, did they? No, he, they traded him to the Raptors. Did they? Oh, yeah. Wait. Oh, they did. I don't huh. know. I just. Oh, yeah. No, you know, you're right. You're right. They got him at draft day, and then they traded him for a Terrence Ross. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Uh, the Magic turned Serge Ibaka into Terrence Ross. No, they turned Victor Oladipo and DeMontis Sabonis into Terrence Ross. Oh, my God. Just... Yeah, that's, that's tough. Oh, Okay. I want to let you do your trade. A quick Ursan thing. So okay. many of you probably either misunderstand or don't remember a, a kind of rule clarification as it relates to non-guaranteed salaries and trades that I think, I mean, I figure I got tripped up by it. I ran a Patreon that focused on this stuff for more than a year. So a lot of p- other people probably did too. So Ursan's next season, $7 million is unguaranteed until some date. It's not that I didn't look it up. It's that all the dates in the NBA are moving right now. But so if he's traded while that year is unguaranteed, he counts as $0 in trades for salary matching. So they can't like OKC can't just waive him and and get like complete relief from him this season. Um, Like the Bucks can trade him. It's not illegal, but they need salaries to build up to a guy like Chris Paul in trades. So I very much expect the Bucks to guarantee the year of his deal, either by waiting until whatever deadline it is that it guarantees by, or I'm very positive teams and players can like work out agreements to do that. Like I remember the Spurs very needlessly guaranteed part of LaMarcus Aldridge's deal early. And I was like, why? I don't understand why, but they did it. I, I don't, it's Spurs culture. I feel, I, don't like, know. I feel like teams and players can negotiate more than we think because just like yeah. you get these wild things like the, Eric Bledsoe extension, like I didn't. Yeah, that was that. a time nobody expected. Yeah, it was also like past the extension deadline somehow, but they like reworked the deal, and it was it was weird. But yeah, there they are, can they there can do more than you would think. They uh, can, they really can. So, so I I think one way or another though, they're gonna guarantee Ursan's deal. But I've just seen some people, and myself, I did this for a little while too before I re remembered. It's not like that. It's not a. It's not an amazing trade chip. Like it's not like they can't count him in there. Like you use him to to it's help. It's not get just up to a free millions. seven million dollars. No, like it's it's just it's a, it's an expiring deal. It's fine. It's like the same as Wayne Ellington and Alfred Payton. Like he's an okay vet who you don't have to pay past this year. Yeah. <sighs> okay. You want you want to hear my first trade? Yeah, let's get it. So. This one's, I'm not sure how I feel about this one. I'm surprised I got the money to work, realistically. Also, just out of curiosity, what trade machine are you using? Oh, it's got to be Trade NBA. Okay, good. <laughs> trade NBA is God mode. Yeah. If you, if any of you listeners out there are using, still using the uh, ESPN trade machine, please don't. Uh, please buns, save yourself. Yeah, it's so, just I think TradeNBA.com. The yeah, they have, it's just wild. Yeah, TradeNBA.com. You can include picks and everything. It's just, it's it's beautiful. Just use that. We're not even sponsored yet by them. Yet. <laughs> uh, okay, so this one, uh, you'll never guess. It has Chris Paul coming to the books. Um, and the Thunder are involved, obviously. And the Sacramento Kings are my third team. Oh, you did? Okay, so you did a Kings thing. All right, yeah, I'm interested. I did. So going to the Kings is Eric Bledsoe and Ersan Ilyasova. 
Ooh. What you get for the kings is you get another like you just get you just get a floor raiser like you're saying you you would have to work out some issues between like uh, Bledsoe Fox, but I don't know you'll you'll yeah, figure it. Out. It's it's interesting. It's an interesting pairing. I think you can figure it out. You're also the king, so like who knows? Yeah, they don't. They, I mean, or they're gonna have a new executive. Maybe they'll they'll hire oh, they someone will, who's high on Bledsoe. They? Yeah, yeah, they might. Uh, and then going to the Thunder is George Hill. Uh, Bielitsa, uh, hmm. Corey Joseph, and Buddy Heald, who is wow. undoubtedly going to retra- request a trade after being wow. benched and just he 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 really wants out. I feel like. So are the the king the kings I think have to be getting picks there. Yes, okay. I, I did yeah. not. Yeah, I didn't figure that. I didn't do that far ahead. But I would assume. No, that that's fine. That's yeah. The I, th- Bucks, I think the honestly, Bucks picks that would go to the Thunder in any deal would just go to the Kings. The Kings might even need a, a Thunder pick too. I don't. I don't know how they value Buddy, but um, probably probably highly. He's pretty good. That's a really interesting trade, I think. And also, just generally on picks, like I include them on some of these, but it's such like guesswork. Like we don't know how individual players get valued. I think the the salary frameworks are more interesting. That's an interesting trade. I I, I don't hate it because like the Thunder, I I could see them being like, we might have too many picks. Like, we might actually have too many draft picks to use them all. So maybe they just want a player. You get you get, you also get someone else to build around. You know, I know he's, like, yeah. theoretically young. Uh, but, you know, you get someone to, like, build around with Shea. You know, just, yeah, just another that's shooter an interesting with Shea. Pairing. That's an interesting offensive pairing. I like that trade. It's a little bit more outside. Mine are more boring. Mine are very similar to each other. That's a more fun one. I feel, I don't know. I feel like the Kings would want to do something like this but then i for i completely forgot that they restructured their front office um, they might so, still be bad rohan don't uh, that's they, fair. they could still be very bad that's fair ownership usually dictates these things so yeah who knows okay and this also like if if bogey if bogdan bogdanovich yeah, does also, not resign saves there. them uh how much does this save them in cap uh going forward it saves them 20 million so they uh get space to wow. sign bogdanovich to sign Bo- okay no, I think I like it. I forgot Corey Joseph's going to OKC. Yeah, I think I like it. I don't. I don't know how much it would take the Kings to do that because I do think there's there's friction there. I, that's a, that's a fun one. I like that. Yeah, I think the Thunder they would probably end up buying out George Hill or something. Um, or, or trade, trade him somewhere or else. Trade. So here, let me get to my next one. Ooh. So this is a very similar to the the previous trade. So this is very similar to the first one. Um. It's actually even with the Knicks involvement. So Chris Paul is still going to the Bucks. The Bucks are not going to get much more than Chris Paul in any of these, just because he just makes so much, just dollars wise. Forty one really million dollars. Yeah, it's really it's really hard to figure out. So the Thunder end up with you know a couple picks, whatever. Ellington, Peyton, Ilyasova. They also end up with Rodney McGruder, and I'm going to mispronounce this, but Mafundu Kabengale. I, I think, think that's right from from the Clippers. Hopefully, so the Clippers are involved. The Clippers trade those two guys who don't really play, and maybe a pick. Who knows? They pick up George Hill. Okay. So the Clippers. I mean, they've been like Lou Williams has been playing well again uh, for them at point, but I think Reggie Jackson is kind of out of the rotation now. I think they could use another table setter, another point guard who can move the ball around, who can shoot a bit. They just all they do is give up Rodney Magruder and Cabin Cabin Jale. Um, which those guys are very cheap the next few seasons. So I think the Thunder are just kind of like, 
will take two cheaper guys for one slightly more expensive guy. They save even more money. They they drop their cap by eleven million dollars in this deal. Ooh. The Bucks pick up almost eight million. The Knicks pick up eight hundred seventy five k, and the Clippers pick up about two million. But again, they have a lot of other contract stuff to figure out. I mean, they have Montrezl Harrell and everything else. But this would be a fun way for them to add another solid piece in George Hill, another good complimentary piece. I don't think you can have enough shooters on that team, even if George Hill can be tentative to take them. But we don't have to tell the Clippers that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, <laughs> I don't. I don't know if the Clippers are really. That's interesting. I, it might be tough for them to, you know, try and help a contender. Yeah, I, I suppose, but it's almost. You could actually. I mean, it could be two separate trades too. That's fair. That's fair. They it's like the, that. it's. This is absolutely not like it's. Not, it doesn't really impact the Bucks side of it at all. And this is true for a lot of these three and four teamers. Like you they can might do them as processed. separate deals. Yeah, I mean, they might get processed or, like, reported as separate deals, and then eventually it's all one transaction. So, really, like, the Bucks and the Clippers here aren't negotiating. Yeah. The Bucks and the, the Bucks and the Thunder accept the framework of the deal, and then that's when Sam Presti can call around and go, hey, I don't really have a use for this guy. Like, do you want to flip me something and, like, salaries and something and take him off my hands? So, that's that's really my thought there. Yeah, no. I Now that, now that you say it like that, I actually, I actually do kind of like that one. It's Chris Paul makes a lot of money. Time <laughs> he does, he does. It is very difficult to add him to the Bucks framework, where a decent amount of players also make a lot of money. Yeah, yeah, that's true. It's. I think it's. I don't know if we talked about this really. Like, is I, it worth it? Yeah, I think it is. It definitely yeah, I do is. Too. I do too. At this point, it definitely is. After we've seen what Chris Paul can do. You know, mm-hmm. um, it's just he's had such like weird teams that he's been on. It's like in Lob City, everything's just weird with the Clippers. Um, and then you go to play in the Ro- with the Rockets, which is just always weird. And then you go to play with like, you know, like a normal franchise like the Thunder. And then you just excel. So, yeah, I think this season more than any has really proven Chris Paul's value. I think he'd be a great fit for Milwaukee. I do too, and I think, I think, I think I mentioned his name when I talked about guys who will kind of, you know, in MJ's word, get on your and not MJ's, get on your buns a little bit. Um, and I think he's very much that. He's very, he's a perfectionist. You know, he is. Uh, he knows good offense. That's for sure. He's a shooter. Um, he's a shooter. So very good regular he's season a... for Chris Paul. Here's yeah. the numbers that matter to me. Okay. Seven games with OKC this year. Playoff averages: twenty-one point three points, seven point four rebounds. Ooh. A, playoffs. That's the best most he's ever gotten in a single playoffs. Chris he Paul is playing here. with Stephen Adams. He is, but still seven point four. I know that's wild. That's wild. Uh, Five point three assists, one point six steals, forty-nine percent from the field, thirty-seven percent from deep, which is good on six attempts per game. It's not one of the worst of all time in the playoffs. It's not. It's not. But not and with Magic and Charles Barkley. <laughs> Here's the number I think is big for the Bucks. Just about just a hair under 10 two-pointers a game. He shot 56.5% and he shot at least 51% on twos since the 14-15 season. But this is actually slightly worse than last year although his three-point percentage was up. He can score from everywhere. He's a legit three-level scorer. The Bucks certainly need that. I think he's, he's going to make life so much playmaker. Easier. Oh, pff, I think that's putting he's it like He's the point god. 
And, you know, my, my one concern is, are they a year too late? Because I think eventually we're going to see a downtick, but I don't know. I think, I think you let him chill a bit in the regular season. I think he was like 17 points a game in the regular season. The Bucks are good at that. Let him chill a bit in the regular season. Let him save it up for the playoffs. I do think the one thing playing in your favor, two things. I mean, he's a consummate professional. Like I said, a perfectionist. He wants that ring too, man. He wants it as bad, yeah. probably worse than anybody. I mean, I that's the missing there piece. Also, there was also a report. I think it was from Ryan Rosillo, so trust it as you will. Uh, <laughs> before the before the season, before he got traded to the uh, oh yeah, before he got traded the to the Rockets. Oh, uh, the, Rockets. the Thunder, yeah, from the Rockets. Um, that he wanted to play with Milwaukee. Yeah, play with I remember that now. Yeah. So, like, there might already be a mutual interest there. And OKC has usually been, like, great with players. Mm. Uh, mm. So they usually, you know, try to work things out to where, you know, people want to go. They treat their players very well there. They do. At least from at least from what we've heard. Obviously, we don't know the inner workings of the OKC front office. But we have what it seems there. like. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. They might sign <laughs> us next year, Ty. <laughs> uh, if they're I, bottoming I would certainly... Out. I would, hey, I would certainly sign for Sam. Venom. If you're listening to this pod, you know, just just give just give us a call. Slide in our DMs. You know, let us let us try out. I'll It'll be I'll be, be tremendous the new Chris Paul. You know, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, uh, Carlton. Uh, <laughs> I'm glad you never stopped shooting a shot, Rohan. Hey, I I'm six one. I can do it. I am too. So, like, yeah, we can both, like, sub in, sub out. We can both pretend to be Chris Paul. We look exactly the same. So <laughs> we can, uh, we we can be a platoon. We both look like Chris Paul. It's like baseball. We'll have a point guard platoon. We just play 24 minutes a night each. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's what it's what the Bucks envisioned with the Lopez twins. Look how well that worked. <laughs> Remember before the seasons? It's like, oh, we can go every minute of the floor with a Lopez twin on the court. And then oh, it's like man. Robin Lopez is inactive for most of the games. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right, we're getting a little off track. I want to get to my second trade. Yeah, yeah get to your second trade. So this one, this one is uh, sort of like a deep cut. Not a deep cut, really. Uh, but just you gotta, you got to do it. Um, so Chris Paul to the Bucks, Eric mm. Bledsoe to the Pistons. <laughs> oh, you took my trade. I did. I, yes, that's my oh, last one. <laughs> dang it. And then Ursan George Hill and Tony Snell to the Thunder. Oh, that's exactly my last trade. That is a hundred percent the same as my last trade. <laughs> you scooped me. Oh, that's really funny. I just did it because Bucks graveyard. Uh, but actually, I think I think if the Pistons do, you know, if they don't end up like trading Blake or anything, which I don't think they will, you know, just load up. Why not? You know, you lost especially you lost Reggie Jackson, uh, so yeah, you bought him out. So. I think uh, I think especially it makes sense if they find either somehow maybe work him into this deal. Or in a separate deal if they send Derrick Rose somewhere. Because I do think that their inclination is to draft a point guard. Um, and I don't think... I don't know if you'd want Bledsoe, Rose, and X, Killian Hayes or whoever they draft. But I think like you can very easily talk yourself into rookie point guard learning defense and some other things. And not playoff <laughs> performance from Eric Bledsoe. Like, I, I, I do think it makes sense What do you there. mean, Ty? He's a pro... He had a, a standout season. He did have a... St- Listen, all defense second team. You can't take that away he from the guy. He was worse this season than the last season. I agree. I, Wes Matthews should have gotten a vote for all defense. One vote. You folks remember my camp. If you don't, go back and listen to every pod we've ever done. 
but he should have gotten <laughs> at least one vote. He, he was really should have. But um, yeah, but no, that was basically my and, and you could work the George Hill to LAC thing into that trade too. I mean, there's a lot of ways the Thunder could go with their parts, but the the basic framework I think is there. And I do I like you. I think you can switch out George Hill for Robin Lopez if he opts in and like DJ Wilson. I don't know. It doesn't. I don't care that much either way. I think there's going to be a good amount of churn anyway. And a pick but, or something probably to the Thunder from the Bucks. Oh yeah, there's, there's picks moving. I think in these. I think Chris Paul is just good, and I think people somehow forgot that and got too shook by the contract. But it's totally myself worth it for the included. Bucks. Honestly, and myself included too. He's good. Although, <laughs> like the the whole Russ part of it, I was kind of like, wait, you're giving up picks to add Russ and lose that. Even then, I was like, I don't know about that one. But uh, and Russ has not really proven himself right now in in the. Rockets Lakers series, but that's not Which is about to I don't end. think Yeah, I think so too. Um hey, maybe James Harden will be on the block. You never know. Oh yeah, Tillman's gotta make some money. <laughs> gotta make some money somewhere, man. The He's Bucks gonna... can trade can do some cost saving. I don't God, think that's realistic. No, God, can you imagine? <laughs> can you imagine after all the jabs, all the back and forth, just if James Harden's on the box of the honest? Oh my! I, I, they still would probably lose in like the second or third round, unless Giannis got a lot better. Because James is allergic to holding the ball in those clutch situations. Every time I watch the Rockets games, fourth quarter, James Harden is just like, "Who is slightly more open than me? I'm not. I don't want to do anything right now. It's tough." Um, oh, that's enough the, slander. The, the, as we're recording does. this, the Rockets are down 19 points in the fourth quarter. You know what's scary is Russ is actually probably going to be very available. Please, God, no. Oh God, no. Please, It'd no, so why'd you bad. even say that? It, I, I cover the bases, man. No. God, <laughs> if they cho- no, just no. <laughs> oh, that's a good clip. That's a good clip of no's. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm just looking around right now at, like, who has that upper echelon potential as a ball handler who I think is really available. Like, I don't think Beal. <laughs> I, know, I know not Russ, but um, I'm just it's thinking of anyone who's close. I, sorry. Man, if they swing um, and they swing for Russell Westbrook, I might be done, man. Like, Yeah, I'll, I'll pack Giannis's bags for him. Um, oh I, another God. name that's going to scare you that I think is a potential maybe is oh. Terry Rozier. Oh, God, please, no. He was actually, like, shot 40% from three this no, year. Ty, I, I don't think no, he's good enough. But. Ty, Terry <laughs> Rozier is not the answer to the bus problems. <laughs> Listen, I didn't say you. I'm just looking at names. I'm just looking at names of oh overpaid guards God, who might be available. Trade for Terry I think it'd be easy to get them. Uh, <laughs> oh, no. I don't think. I don't think there's a ton of competition. Um, I, honestly, though, real talk. I, I don't think. I think they'd have to sign him. I think he's expiring. Maybe not. Maybe I'm wrong. Terry? No, not Terry. Terry's son. Um, Dennis Schroeder might be just good. Oh yeah. He might be. And people are going to – you didn't, I'm glad. People are going to laugh at that, thinking of, like, Atlanta Schroeder. He was, like, legit very good this year. Like, mm-hmm. I think he he, he might be, pr- like, a guy. He might have – I think he was, what, second place for sixth man of the year? Had a great yeah. case to win it? I think I think I cast my fake vote for him, my number one fake vote for him. I think I put Montrez second. But um, he. I think he's just good. I don't think there's any way the Bucks will get him. Maybe a sign-and-trade. Who knows? But I, I think Chris Paul is the more exciting one. I think Chris Paul – Probably you have a higher ceiling like this next season. The, the shooter thing is interesting. That I don't, It's not a thing. It's not a rumor at all. It's just me spitballing. But that, I, I wouldn't hate it. People would definitely dunk on it. I wouldn't hate it at all. He showed some stuff this year. I don't think he's a... I mean, he's good. I do agree. I don't think he's someone that really changes the outlook. 
of the team? I, I think he might. He might. Because, I mean, um, how long have we said, like, if Bledsoe just keeps up his regular season play, that changes you know the That's outlook. Fair. And That's fair. Schroeder was better in the playoffs, but I do wonder if it's a contract year syndrome thing or if it's real. So, I, again, I thought he was expiring. I'll look it up now. Um, but, yeah, that, that would be one where, actually, I was like, oh, you know what? I, I could get behind that. I think that's the kind of interesting Do you, do you remember move. when it was just, uh, oh, Jeff Teague or Dennis Schroeder? Which one? Oh, yeah. Ah. Uh, I, I remember. I forgot Jeff Teague. I, still in the league. Uh, he, I guess he's an option. No. I don't think anybody wants him. <laughs> uh, he's fine. He's a fine player. He, he makes way too much. He's not the answer. But he's a Is fine, he fine still player. on the Timberwolves? Ooh, I'm I don't usually know good what, at these. I don't know what I'm team Jeff good. Teague is on. Or is he on the Grizzlies? No, he, he ended up on the Hawks, didn't he? He's back on the Hawks? I thought the Hawks got him to back up Trey because they really needed him. Hold I up. Think, oh, my I God, think he that's is. that's what happened. Yeah, he's a Hawk. Um, Shooter. Oh, no, Shooter has one year left. So, that okay. You know what? I'm sorry, Jeff Teague is back on the Hawks? Sorry. <laughs> You're stuck on that. Shooter makes about the same as Eric Bledsoe, a little bit less. I you know what? That's not a bad backup plan if Philly gives up nineteen picks for Chris Paul. Yeah, that's fair. You know, I you're talking me into it. I wouldn't hate it. It's not as flashy. I don't know if you're. I don't think you're as good this next year. But like you, I'm, I assume they'd probably resign him as part of this. Um, you're probably you might be better two years from now. You might. I mean, you have a. He's a young-ish player. I mean, he's 26, so he's still got his prime coming up. I don't know. It's a gamble. It's a gamble because he's not obviously been nowhere near as consistently good as Chris Paul. But he he was showed up big time in that playoff series. Yeah, he did. I still yeah, like you said, I still think Chris Paul is the better option. But you know, you're right. I didn't even think about that. It's something there. I'm glad I stoked a new thing. This is I I'm, I cannot wait for this to spread like wildfire through Bucks Twitter. But honestly, I think this is a lot more feasible than Brad Beal. And I just I keep seeing the Brad Beal stuff. I didn't even I think, think it, about that. It's I just... think at one point I said we'd do a Beal pod because I want to go through all the options. I just don't think he's an option. He's not. He really isn't. It's just I don't think first I don't think Washington's going to trade him. And Correct. even if they do, I don't think Milwaukee has the assets to get the deal done also correct um and one of the things i i was in a, i was talking to someone about this earlier one of my fears with philly getting involved and i think that's been reported now i think it has um one of my fears about philly getting involved in the cp3 thing is even if they don't get him if they dangle tyble i'm worried that okc would take that in negotiations with the bucks and say offer us your one young guy people care about and the bucks would be like you can have dj wilson and then say no 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 you mean dante <laughs> Uh, and I don't want to. I don't want to lose Dante. I think uh, if you have to do it, I I almost you, think you, you have to. It. But I you really, I really it. worry about that. If you have to that. do it, you got to do it. You can, you can. If you have a competent front office, you can find guys. Yeah, I, I, it, it's mm, that's an if, but I, I don't that's, know. I said if time. <laughs> they're comp, they're competent, but they haven't done great with young guys. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I think you probably just have to do it at this point. But and I could totally see Philly gleefully. You know, driving up the price just to drive up the price. I, I'm a little nervous about how these negotiations are going to go. It'd be hilarious if, like, an hour after Philly swings an expensive Chris Paul trade, the Bucks swoop in with Schroeder. But I still wouldn't love it. Um, I'd still rather have Chris Paul. But yeah, yeah um, I guess, is there any other trade stuff or? No, it's really funny we had the same last trade. This is yeah, not playing so people. <laughs> 
just it had to be is that the one you teased me about before we started yes <laughs> it had to be pistons yep. it had to be i, I should have known right there what it was gonna be that's, oh, that's so like good. bucks graveyard baby I, you know, I, I thought we were doing Bucks East to be a little more generous, especially because we're trying to get them to take away Eric Bledsoe, but that's an option too. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. <laughs> okay, fair. Um, you know, we can throw in DJ a year early. They can sign Sterling. They can really get it popping. Yeah. I kind of want Sterling back. I, I wouldn't hate it. I mean, it's like use him somehow. Yeah, just like, you know, maybe play him. Yeah, I, I, I heard him. I know. I, I honestly, what I want you to say, do wait, is oh, you said heard him, heard, not hurt. <laughs> okay, I was like, heard what? him, aka play him at, in the herd. Um, I hope that they clear out some of these end of the bench roster spots. Like, send DJ somewhere. Just like attach a second. The Bucks have a couple seconds. Oh, send that him feels like, wrong. I just, it does, but like if you're never gonna use him, and I just don't think they are. And maybe they are. If you're gonna use him, use him. But if you're not, like clear out the roster spot. Sign some twenty-year-old undrafted players. dude. Just like yeah. yeah, just get some people. Take a shot. Take two swings at two undrafted guys with spots fourteen and fifteen or thirteen and fourteen with our our guy Tanasis hanging around. But like, try to try to come up with a, a young cost-controlled rotation player, please. It's it feels like every other team in the league can do it. Yeah, and it's not true, but a lot. Although the really the sustainably good ones can. That's what really matters. Yeah. Yeah, um, we have one more thing. We do. I didn't tell him how we were going to do this, but uh, you we have to just take a moment to someone who I think both of us can call a mentor. We can. Uh, and Adam McGee at Adam McGee eleven announced yesterday. Oh my god, twenty twenty. What the hell? Um, some news after six seasons as site expert at Behind the Buck Pass and seven years since I started writing about the NBA more generally. I'm finishing up at the end of this month. It's a decision that's been coming for a while, but now is absolutely the right move. And I just think this hit me like a ton of bricks when I found out just because for anyone who doesn't know, and why would you? I mean, we're just two guys talking about the Bucks. I don't think I don't think our, our whole biographies are usually needed, but both of us, I think I think you as well, but I got my start writing any basketball whatsoever mm-hmm. at Behind the Buck yep, Pass. You same. also did. Um, learning from Adam and I shared some thoughts on, on Twitter myself, but I mean, he always went above and beyond and, you know, people who run these blogs, whatever network it is, it's just not common. I think I have still, and this wasn't the only one, but I have like a 1500 or 1700 word feedback email all about an article I wrote about Zaza Pachulia, Miles Plumley, and John Henson. Like nobody <laughs> takes the time to weigh in or care that much. I mean, some people don't even take the time to read the articles that thoroughly, but Adam would pour over it and really work with you. Uh, the Win in Six Pod, which I'm delighted to say he's going to continue hosting. That's going to keep going that, on. That was the greatest news. That was such a such an upturn at the end, but um, I'm, I'm glad that keeps going. On. But that was my first podcasting reps ever. Was on that podcast. Same. Yeah. So, I mean, I I think I don't want to speak for us both. I never do. But as you still deal with Cricketgate. Um, I can't. I can't find this cricket. <laughs> I, I refuse to cut it out. Um, there would be no Eurostep though without uh, without Adam McGee and behind the buck pass and winning six. There would be no Ty Windish media guy, big time Ty, as Adam likes to say. Um, so just nothing but respect to Adam. I'm glad he gets the time off. He truly deserves. That's a grind like no other. 
Uh, and I'm really glad the pod is going to be around. I'm really sad. I won't be able to read them anymore. But mostly I'm just thankful because, I mean, Buck's Twitter has been around for a long, long time with Brew Hoop and Frank Madden and all those guys. But Adam contributed in a much larger way than any one content creator can by enabling so many of the rest of us. And he deserves like all the congrats he's getting, even if it makes him a little bit uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, no, he it's 100 percent deserved. It's I feel like he's not even getting enough credit for what he's done, especially. Absolutely. Like. Me personally, like you said, I got my start. I hate this cricket so much. Uh, <laughs> uh, I just, I got my start in basketball media. I got my tie with, uh, tie with, yeah, that's you. Uh, <laughs> Adam's the one that got me to just go on Twitter to begin with. Oh, that's wow. not a joke. Uh, I, the first piece I wrote for behind the buck pass, it just, it's tweeted out with my name. Cause I didn't have a Twitter yet. Oh, that's legendary. It's just. He got me started in the discourse. He got me started in just, you know, becoming a better writer. Because just like looking back, I was terrible. But he helped mold me. He helped just, he helped me through it. Like you said, he goes above and beyond. He actually cares about people. It's just, he he forged great relationships. He always wanted everyone to have the best of when he was working with them. It was just, it was a great relationship. And it's just... I'm just thankful for him because, like you said, there would be no Eurostep like right now because I wouldn't be here. I don't even know if I'd be on Twitter if it wasn't for Adam. What a loss that would be. Imagine no LeVar on Bucks Twitter. Oh, my goodness. It's all thanks to Adam. It's all thanks to Adam. All the content Adam's responsible for. But, no, seriously, like I went from, you know, a guy just like a student studying elementary education in college to writing about Brandon Knight and the Bucks to – you know, becoming uh, a Bucks podcaster to after working for a different NBA site, you know, joining Adam as site co-expert for a while before the tremendous Jordan Chesky stepped in. Um, and, you know, in the early days when, when you and I started and, and when Adam first took over, I mean, nobody really read the site. We were happy to crack like 100 views. And it and blew up. Not, it, it blew, blew up. up. It's huge. I think it's, I mean, no no shots taken. I think it's it's number one, at least for me, in terms of you know places to find Bucks written content online, it's that's and, honestly where I started reading about Bucks content in general. And you're it, not alone, and I think the number goes up every year. No, like without behind the Buck Pass, like I don't know if I would actually be a, like a Bucks fan. Ooh, wow, that's, that's and, not and, and, that's again, not a joke, and that's all again. Yeah. That's all because of Adam. It is, and I think I hope uh, we're making just, you uncomfortable, Adam. We absolutely are. That's why we're still going, um, but. I think one of the re- one of the moments for me where it really hit what and I say we because I don't know he would too we all we all played a, every writer every everyone who who wrote there ever played a role but um, it's really he built it it's his thing he took it over and and it was doing nothing and and it went on to be again the premier source of written bucks content but um, I knew I really had felt that you know I knew he built it into something crazy when I went to my first ever herd event. And somebody, I, I kind of got in just like through knowing somebody, but somebody asked, because they could tell I was reporting on it. And somebody asked me like who I was with. And I said, well, I, I write for Behind the Buck Pass. And they're like, it was a, a Bucks, you know, a f- person, a Bucks official. And they're like, oh, that, okay, yeah, we know about that site. And I was like, oh, oh that's okay. awesome. Yeah. So, and, and so then they, they did then, they certainly still do. Um, and again, that this this was unthinkable when we started, when Adam started. Uh, and he really built it. And I'm sure it'll carry on. I'm sure. Jordan Tresky and whoever they find to to try and fill mm. Adam's massive Irish shoes, 
uh, will will do a great job still, but we're all losing a bit with with him stepping down. Yeah, for sure. Jordan Jordan's incredible on his own, honestly. Like, yes, <laughs> just some of the like the same stuff I'm saying about Adam. It's like it, it applies to him too. He's he's amazing, and I'm glad he's still going to be there, keeping up uh, what he's been doing. Because it's really like Adam's done a, a ton, but also just those two together are just phenomenal. Jordan is like <laughs> just, just like just, we... if you listen to the win in six pod you know you know those two are a perfect pair he is like the perfect like change up to the 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 fastball that is Adam McGee like he always comes with like this angle that I would have never and it's brilliant it's absolutely brilliant this is not shots but I'm always like how the hell did he come up with this and, and he's always been like Jordan is always coming at things from this like angle that I'm just like this is genius, but I never in a million years would have thought of this. So yeah, it's uh, and I'm so like we said a million times. Super glad the pod is still around. I'm, the the site's still in great hands. But yeah, we we had to take a moment. We yeah, just of had course. To. We will we we will miss you on the Bucks uh, written content and sort of general content sort of thing. Uh, we will miss you, Adam. We will, and we we need to do. We keep talking. We got to do the collab pod. We, we just do. have. We to. really do. That's gonna happen. Honestly. That's gonna happen. So. Probably, probably, hopefully before this next season. We keep talking about it. Everybody's busy, but it's the we're going to figure it out. It, for probably for a long time, folks. Oh, yeah. But yeah, we we said we were going to go 30 minutes with the 58-minute mark. <laughs> uh, we had to cover three big names, Mike Budenholzer, Chris Paul, and Adam McGee. We did so. I think I'm out of stuff now. Yeah, I think I'm out of stuff too. I think I can't believe we're at the 58-minute mark. <laughs> <I didn't laughs> Every time, man. That. Every freaking time. Well, it was we definitely had to talk about Adam. Uh, it's completely deserved. So, but I think I think we've covered everything, unless the cricket has something else it wants to say. <laughs> I honestly I cannot find this. I've torn this room apart. I cannot find the cricket, and you know what? It's just like I have to embrace it at this point. Um, but if you are still listening, which I hope you all are. Um, We'd like to thank you for listening to this episode of the Eurostep here on the Blue Wire Podcast Network. If you did enjoy this episode, please leave a rating and subscribe on your podcast platform of choice. Make sure you're telling your friends and family about the show as well. Just anyone you know. Like you said, just spread, like like you were saying, Ty, the word spreads to help spread the word. Uh, Make sure you're checking out all of the content across the Blue Wire Wire Podcast Network. Uh, Ty and I will be back with you eventually, uh, probably soon. <laughs> you made it sound like it's gonna be a year. We'll be back soon-ish. Yeah. No, I mean it's just like usually at this point in the outro, I'm talking about the next game. Um, so I just had to take a second there. Uh we will be back with you uh with, you know, continued Bucks offseason content, Bucks trade content. How do how do we how do we make this team better? Sort of sort of thing. Uh but you know, before I let you guys go completely, I want to talk to you guys about Bet Online. And like Ty said earlier, the wait is finally over. Football is back. You may not be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on every possible chance to win this season. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on wins, division, and championship futures all day, every day. Head to Bet Online online today and take advantage of all the great sign up bonuses. Don't forget to use promo code BLUEWIRE at betonline.ag. That's BLUEWIRE, all one word. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts.